I know what we're gonna do today. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Opposite Attraction. It's a theme show. Fuck. <laughs> Welcome to Opposite Attractions, ladies and gentlemen. It's a show about theme park design that is technically possible. I'm your host, Scotty Moore, joined as always by the fiend, Jim Murphy. Let him in. I, yeah, yowie, wowie. Yeah, I had to we think about we. what the I had to think of his theme song, uh, <laughs> uh, catchphrase, considering I haven't really watched any any uh, any professional yeah, wrestling. Yeah, for television. the people who don't, for the people who don't watch wrestling, they've been very confused by my introductions for you this whole season. They're like, Maybe we don't I know what's done going the introduction on since I did it last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hope everybody did enjoy that, by the way. Uh, last week, I had not had enough time to watch Phineas and Ferb, so we had to skip. And uh, I'm, ha- I'm happy we did, because it's now a week later, and I've watched uh, still no Phineas and Ferb. I <laughs> watched a he, single episode. He did watch the, the opening credits. I watched that. Before the show started, I watched the opening credits. But Jim, before we do that, it's time to get back into Opposite Attractions Theater, and this week, I want to do a little something-something, issue a little challenge, and it is, I am going to be performing Spaceship Earth, but I'm going to try to think of a few hypothetical actors they might be replacing Dame Judith Dench with, and we are going to uh, read, I'm going to read through it, and then whenever you feel like that actor is not a fit anymore, just ding the bell and I'll swap out to a new actor, and then by the end, hopefully we'll find the perfect actor for the job. So, uh, this this is going to be very, very long. <laughs> Thank the Phoenicians, um, even. <laughs> oh, man, I hope we've got listeners over 50 to understand all of your... Rev- Heavens to Murgatroyd! Thanks to... <laughs> Um, so imagine you've just got into Spaceship Earth. Um, I'm skipping all this dumb bullshit. You've selected Portuguese, but it's still gonna be English. (laughs) And you now cross over into my first actor, who I think could work for the job. Like a grand and miraculous spaceship, our planet has sailed through the universe of time, and for a brief moment, we have been among its passengers. But where are we going? And what kind of future will we discover there? Surprisingly, the answers lie in Andy Dufresne. <laughs> Since the dawn the dawn of recorded history, Andy Dufresne has been inventing the future one step at a time. So let's travel back in time together. I'll show you how our ancestors created the world we know today. And then it will be your turn to create the world of tomorrow. Here, in this mile-long... <laughs> River of shit is where our story <laughs> begins. We are alone, struggling to survive until we learn to communicate with one another. Now we can hunt as a team and survive together. It takes 15,000 years to come up with the next bright idea. Ringing that fucking bell so I never have to thank you so I was going to wait till that section. I, pro- I was going to wait till after that. <laughs> um, okay, hold on. Uh, shit. Wouldn't it be another good one for it? 
There is only one small problem. When we moved, the recorded knowledge stayed behind. Now let's move ahead to ancient Egypt. Because something's about to happen here that will change the future forever. <laughs> That's it. This that, unknown. That, that line, I, had to, I wasn't looking at the script and I thought you just made that shit <laughs> <laughs> This unknown Egyptian pounding reeds flat is inventing papyrus, a sort of paper. Papyrus, in return, creates better record keeping of plans, divines, and unfortunately, taxes. But it also brings with it the dawn of great civilizations. At this point, each civilization has its own form of writing, which none of the others can understand. But oh, the Phoenicians, who tried... <laughs> Damn it, I was gonna do the fucking, the vampire's kiss ABC fucking line as Nick Cage. Okay, you can, you can go back, you can go to the end of this section. They create a simple, common alphabet, adaptable to most languages. You know, A, B, C, <laughs> D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, and Z. That's all you have to do is spell. Thank the Phoenicians. They invented them. The ancient Greeks were great adventurers of the future. First, they established public schools and then began teaching an intriguing new subject called mathematics. And with math comes mechanical technology and the birth of a high-tech diners, drive-ins, and dives life that we enjoy today. <laughs> with lessons learned from the Greeks, the Romans create a powerful empire to move their armies around, to travel all around this country, searching out the next hot diners drive-ins and dives. They built a system of roads all I over wanted, the world. I want Guy Fieri to host uh, like secret, like what's that show like Secret Underground or Underground? Oh yeah. Hidden <laughs> Underground or whatever, Underworld. But then we hit a roadblock. Rome falls. <sighs> Fuck that smells good. And the great <laughs> library of Alexandria and Egypt is burned. Much of our learning is destroyed. Lost forever. So we think. Turns out there are copies of some of these books in the libraries in the Middle East, being watched over by Arab and Jewish scholars. Call, I hate how pronounced I said Arab and Jewish scholars because it made it sound racist, even though it wasn't. Call it the first backup system. These Jews saved the book. And with them are dreams of the future. In the meantime, here in Europe, uh, monks toil endlessly, recording books by hand. But that's about to change. In 1450, Gutenberg invents the movable type printing press. Now, knowledge can travel as fast as these new books, and travel they do. Books make it easier to invent the future in every field, and the result is an incredible explosion of innovation that we call the Renaissance. Books, it seems, were just the beginning. We then went on to things more important, like scotch. Now, communication technology races headlong into the future, and soon people all over the world are sharing life's most important moments faster than ever before. Now, it does have lines from other people, so I'll just throw in some extra. Extra! Extra! Read all about it! Lisa Rendis and the Appomattox! Civil War is over! Extra! Extra! Uh, oh shit. Uh, fa fa fa. 
I'm sorry, that line's busy. One moment, please. One moment, I'll transfer you. I think you need to just go back down to the narrator. Okay, fine. By now, we're all communicating from anywhere on Earth. And in 1969, nice, nice from somewhere else. It's one small step for man, one giant lip for mankind. That's what he sounded like. <laughs> Now, this guy, we are going to have to get from another ride. Right, to send a man to the moon, we had to invent a new language, spoken not by man, but booters. At first, very large, very expensive booters. But we see the potential. What if everybody could have one of these amazing machines in their own house? See, there's just one problem. They're as big as a house! The solution <laughs> comes in, of all places, a garage in California. Young people with a passion for shaping the future put the power of the computer in everyone's hands. Together, we form a super network that goes with billions of interactions. And once again, we stand on the brink of a new renaissance. After 30 years of time travel, here we are! 30 years? The... <laughs> Look at the fucking moon! Truly global community. Boys, to shape the future of this, our soaring Earth. <laughs> and uh, this is now... <laughs> um, ah, shit. Mm. For the first time in history, all of us can have a say about the kind of world we want to live in. Mostly me. The choices we've made for the past 30,000 years have been inventing the future... One day at a time. It's your turn, baby. Let's have some fun creating the future, shall we? I don't want him to create the future. <laughs> on, on your computer screen, answer a few questions for us. They will show you a new world custom made just for you. Are you ready? And then you fucking answer some questions, because the next quote is, Well done. <laughs> you fucking did it. Now, along with your answers, let's add in some amazing new technology that we happen to know about. Me especially, I'm very intelligent. I know all about this before anyone else did. And now I believe your future is just about ready. Let's take a look, shall we? Welcome to the future! Or should I say, your future! The end! <laughs> 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 That's how it feels. Or should I say, the beginning of your future. Alright, so here's to the next 30,000 years on Spaceship Earth. While no one knows for sure what we'll see or do, I do know we'll be quite an adventure. An adventure that we'll take and make together. See you in the future. That could be Hugh Jackman or uh, Chris Hemsworth, whichever one you want to like throw Jason in. Statham, so you got me. <laughs> Uh, well, welcome back, time travelers. Now, uh, 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 Seaman, <laughs> Seaman invites you to visit uh, a project tomorrow, an exciting world of, uh, uh, of uh, new ideas and, and innovations made possible by Seaman <laughs> Ingenuity. Your vehicle doors will uh, uh, open automatically. Please keep your hands away from the doors and carefully step onto the moving platform. I do enjoy this concept. 
of it's just some dude doing the normal narration, but Jeff Goldblum is there delivering all of the safety instructions. <laughs> so you get in, it's just some random dude just like, hey, thank the Phoenicians. But then you also hear some shit like, the sliding door of the time machine will uh, close automatically. All right, keep your hands, legs in there at all times, ladies and gentlemen, or they will be cut off. Please, please don't get out of the at the top. It's like, please just yeah, you're in space. Wow. Uh, hey, you're you're in uh, the fucking sky right now. Wouldn't be a safe uh, a safe. This is if the ride stops. Wouldn't be a safe thing to get out. Cause you'd fall, and uh, there's a there's a, 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 a no air in space, and you would suffocate. Stay the f- fuck in your cart. <laughs> you know how powerful of an image that. Actually, no. I want him to be exclusively if the ride stops, and people will be like, "We did something so bad." Jeff Goldblum showed up. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum showed up out of nowhere to try to take us down. That's the new Disney Plus thing, the OSHA, according to Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, <laughs> I was shot according to Jeff. Oh, but Jim, this is not this is not a show about recreating our favorite rides. It is instead a show about building our own brand new rides that are definitely not OSHA compliant. And thank God there's only two left, Jim. Only two episodes in this horrible season we've created where all of our rides will be based off of sitcoms. And we got away from that real quick. Because I was like, diners, drive-ins, and dives? You're like, sure. Uh, Pee-wee's Playhouse? And we're like, yeah, that's a sitcom. Fuck it. It's funny. Anything's a sitcom. As evidenced by this week, when you brought to the table Phineas and Ferb, Jimothy... And I want to know what your ride is because, hey, fun fact, everybody at home, mine has little to do with Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> so you guys get prepared for that. All right, Jim, what you got? Okay. Um, my idea that is now like eight, eight, nine, ten days old, if I can uh, remember it, is basically, you know, it's like we do on here on this show, we do like, hey, this is our Buzz Lightyear thing and this is our like, Carousel Progress thing. This is kind of my runaway railway thing. Okay. This... So you blow up a theater. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's, it's trackless. The, the ride building itself is incredibly large. Like, I think we would have to get, like, the Dallas Cowboys Stadium to be the... To be the, oh, it'll be fine. To be the show easy. building for this, like that building yeah. that's that building that the Guardians of the Galaxy is in, is like that the ain't tiniest, shit. That ain't ain't shit. shit to what I like, need. We're gonna piss off everybody that loves Epcot with this ride. Um, we're gonna put a big ass box in there and then take out the fucking club cool just because fuck you, we're Epcot. They uh, this is uh, what I'm going to refer to as um, the... I Actually, I don't really have a name for this, but my idea is that you would go in and you would watch, like, uh, like the pre-show would explain to you that Phineas and Ferb have invented the don't bumper cars. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. I had to go back and look and make sure bumper cars were, like, not already something that they did in an episode because I felt like I had seen it before. And apparently yeah. one of the things they used to for like a minute but not for this specific thing but yeah. the idea is that you would um, you would get in these giant like basically imagine like the 
the ride vehicles for like you know, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance or for like um Journey to Imagination. I don't know if I remember that. But you know, like but like made it look like giant ass bumper cars so you can fit more people in them. Oh, okay. So, I was yeah. sitting here like Just like I imagine no like idea. a giant what? like a like a six to eight person bumper car. Like imagine that. Okay. And you go through like the like the post load show and the pre like exit area are kind of the same and but it's it's different every set of cars that goes through so you you load on and you go through this like tunnel area this like screened area and you're like in their backyard and they tell you hey we're going to go like drive through the city with these right and oh, Candace okay. is like fuck you guys i'm going to go get mom <laughs> And then you take off into, like, the main show building, and it's this giant show building. And there's going to be, like, okay. 40 to 60 cars in this building at a time moving around Jesus. all over the place. Like, you're going to go all over the place. But, like, whenever this, like, set of five or six goes in, at the other end, five or six are going out to, like, unload. So it's always staying yeah. even. But there are giant... So there's projection technology like all around the outside and there's sections in the middle that are like solid, but there's also other sections of scenery that move. Okay. And so it's, you, there's like basically two different storylines. There's a storyline you get where you start in the city and then you end up like in like a giant like Central Park type area. Okay. And, or there's a, the one where you start in a park and then you end up in the city. That way, like, everybody's experiencing the same thing at the same time in the in the room. But, oh, okay. But it switches. Half, halfway through your ride, it switches. Probably from something that Perry the Platypus or Doofenshmirtz does. Some, Damn. I haven't figured out exactly what innator Doofenshmirtz would have that would cause you <laughs> to, like, suddenly switch. But I'm thinking, like, you're looking at a, a tree... And then, like something happens, and like it folds up, and now it's like a street light, a street sign. Oh, okay. That's okay. what I noticed watching railway videos, like repeatedly, is because I couldn't figure out how it's how the stuff switches at the end. Spoilers for the run. Yeah, but it's like oh, it's a big giant box, but then it folds into like a triangle, and now it's a tree or whatever. I didn't know that's how it worked. It just like folds up. So I'm thinking of using that, but on a grand, like, big-ass scale of, like... I mean, there'll be projections, too, that will just be, like, simply, like, oh, it's just... The projections change, but I want these big set pieces that are also moving with you that you're, like, dodging. And that's why they're don't bumper cars, so you don't bump into anybody else. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I like that. Now, my idea is a little bit more simple, but I thought... Why we always do rides? We don't really do experiences. And I thought there's this awesome. I mean, there's Perry the Platypus, also known as Agent P. Thought about what if we just did like an adventure where we hid random things around the park, and you could use your phone to go on like this. This <laughs> <laughs> is Perry the Agent P's World Showcase Adventure, which they just closed. That's good. You got the rights to that. That's very nice. All right. Now, Jim, instead, I've done something uh, very on brand, which is uh, probably the most buck wild thing I've ever attempted to do on this show. Dr. Duvers Mertz has created a vodka lounge. 
No, yes, actually, that's where you go at the end of this ride. No, this ride is less focused on, uh, less focused on specifically Phineas and Ferb, and more about shows that illustrate the love that two brothers can have. And you know, a lot of times we try to draw inspiration from Disney rides or Universal rides. This is drawing inspiration from the Tunnel of Love. Except instead of it being a tunnel of love, of romantic love, this is a bro love tunnel. This is the bro boat that you're going to be riding. And um, the reason why I'm so anxious about this one, Jim, is there is a musical element. Oopsie poopsies. This is going to be a fun one to edit for you, Jim. So you go in and there are still animatronics. And the first thing you see is uh, kind of your guides on this tour. And I'll, they're probably my favorite uh, my favorite brother duo on in uh, televised history. And so you walk in, you see them, and you just hear, I never thought that it'd be so simple, but I found a way, I found a way. I always thought that it'd be too crazy, but I found a way, I found a way. If you open up your mind and see what's inside, it's gonna take some time to realign. But if you look inside, I'm sure you find. Over your shoulder, you know that I told you I'd always be picking you up when you're down. So just turn around. And that's uh, that's the Drake and Josh section for the kids who were over, over 30 here. I was really and afraid you, that uh, you were going to suddenly bring out the Property Brothers. And I was like, this is when did they have an album? <laughs> this is not a joke. As I was prepping for this, I did look up like television shows involving brothers and property brothers was like number one. And I was like, how the fuck am I going to do that one? Uh, so then you turn a corner here. Let me play some light guitar in the back, like a, a shitty comedian. Uh, then you turn a corner and you see like this big sunset and there you see two brothers highlighted and in, in between them is a 1967 Chevrolet Impala and that's when you hear these dulcet tones as they begin to fight demons. <laughs> Once I rose above the noise and confusion just to get a glimpse beyond this illusion I was soaring ever higher but I flew too high Though my eyes could see I still was a madman Though my fuck, I gotta scroll down, man. How do you not I know the, the words voice. to carry on Wayward Son? I hear the voice. I know no, you're I'm young, losing but the good lord. I'm losing the chords, <laughs> is the problem. I hear the voices when I'm dreaming. I can hear them say, Carry on my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest 
Don't you cry no more. Get it. <laughs> My favorite part during that, by the way, was hearing you furiously typing, being like, what fucking show is this? No, I know. Scott, I, I didn't know that. I've never watched The Supernatural, so I didn't know that that was actually the theme song. <laughs> it was Kansas. Yo, dude, that's my shit. It was, let me put it this way. I was like, I got to do Supernatural. And then I was like, oh, what do I play? Ah, oh, fuck. I got to do Wayward Son. Son of a bitch. Where's your fiddle, at boy? That point, <laughs> at that point, you then uh, reach a brick wall, almost a test track-like. And then bursting through it comes a man in a bright-ass metal suit. And following him are a band of four brothers, each brandishing their own weapons. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Heroes in a half shell, turtle power, they're the world's most fearsome fighting team. They're heroes in a half shell, and they're green. When the evil Shredder attacks, these turtle boys don't cut him no slack. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, heroes in a half shell, turtle power. Now, Jim, at this point, uh, I, I feel like the end of this one needs to be the Ninja Turtles getting their final piece. Uh, throwing Shredder off the top of a building as they do at the end of the first movie. Yeah, they murder him, but it's okay, he comes back. This this ride takes place right next to the Fresh Prince ride. <laughs> yeah, yes! It is the loudest ride we have in the park. And then after... Son of a bitch, work, mouse! I've gotta scroll I'm to the next... God. <laughs> I can't... But then you fall uh, alongside Shredder and you can see the turtles be like, no, 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 don't fall. And you fall into blackness. And then suddenly you see a spotlight on a single red curtain in front of you about television's least favorite brothers. Men, 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 is the fact that you turn a corner and the Charlie Sheen animatronic gets replaced by Ashton Kutcher for some reason. It's a real weird moment. But if you look in the window, the Charlie Sheen animatronic is still going fucking crazy back there. <laughs> like, I don't know how you can make an animatronic do meth, but it is. It's just getting... It's Johnny it. Depp, Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> It's Johnny fucking Depp, baby! And so then, just to tie shit around, and I'm definitely gonna have to scroll through this. Oh, shit. Damn it. You finally pass through, and you see a laser beam hit you. And the laser beam takes you to the lair of one doofenshmirtz. And then you hear... There's a hundred and four days of summer vacation And school comes along just to end it So the annual problem for our generation Is finding a good way to spend it Fucking scroll 
that they should bring that back just for a special now that it's like quarantine. Like there's yeah, there's an indefinite number of days of summer vacation. <laughs> Like maybe building a rocket or fighting a mummy or climbing up the Eiffel Tower Discovering something that doesn't exist Hey! Or giving a monkey a shower Surfing tidal waves, creating nanobots Or locating Frankenstein's brain It's over here! Finding a dodo bird, painting a cotton it Or driving your sister insane Fucking Phineas! <laughs> As you can see, there's a whole lot of stuff to do before school starts this fall. Come on, Perry, so stick with us, cause Phineas and Ferb are gonna do it all. So stick with us, cause Phineas and Ferb are gonna do it all. Mom, Phineas and Ferb are making a title sequence. You've, you've basically made it like if we did... Uh, like the people mover for tomorrow. <laughs> like that's just like sitcom. This is sitcom's people mover. Like this is what was supposed to be going around interventions in Epcot. Was this? This is the brother mover. It moves all the good brothers across the country. <laughs> no, they got released. Yes. So that's uh, that's my ride, Jim. It's uh, my fingers hurt. That's the first time I've played guitar in easily a year. So I hope you're proud of me. My fingers hurt so fucking bad right now. At least it and also band, that, though. yes, and also that is the other reason why uh, I did l- watch the Phineas and Ferb theme before we started. This was me going, "Fuck, what is it again? Gonna do it all? No, it's not that. It's gonna do it. No, it's fuck. What shit?" But Jim, we've done it. We're down to the last ride of the season next week before we can finally blow up this fucking park and end it all. A baby, I hear the blues are calling, toss salad and scrambled eggs. Oh yeah, baby, do 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 do. We've never seen Frasier. We're gonna fuck this up. Do 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 do. Mine's gonna straight up. Frasier, I think. Mine's gonna be like Frasier's got a fucking mech suit. Like it's gonna be ridiculous. That'll teach my ex-wife. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna crush cheers. <laughs> Frazier, where are you going? I need a mech, mech upgrade for my shitty chair. Aw, oh, Dad, come on. Megas XL Frazier. <laughs> Fuck yes. So, ladies and gentlemen, next week is the death of Sitcot. Thank fucking God. It's reduced me to singing at this point. And make sure to subscribe to get that in your feed. But until then, Jim, where could people find you on the internet? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Apparently Smart. Go there for Animal Crossing at this point. <laughs> Bud, I went so ham on it. I've re- I've recreated the haunted mansion wallpaper for my house. I've made my kimono I bought from Epcot in the game, so I can just walk around town bare chested wearing a kimono. I have gone insane with the designer in that game, I'll tell you what. Har- Harv's Island has no windows and no doors. <laughs> and if you can find me, you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. It's going to be mostly Animal Crossing stuff on this end, too. And make sure to check out all the other programs online at a load of pure BS.com. We got Deviant, the space pirate 
fuck fest of awesomeness that is about to have its season finale. It's been a labor of love to create it, and there's going to be more seasons, so make sure to catch up while you can right now. And then the brand new show, JWF Monday Night Ignition. It is a professional wrestling audio drama starring me, my buddy Blake Tanner, our cohort, The Dylan. And if you've ever thought, I like wrestling, but I just don't want to watch it, then enjoy this. <laughs> where you, all you gotta do is listen to it and you can find it all at a load of pure I gotta call the WCW hotline with Lee Marshall <laughs> and of course remember to support the show on Patreon patreon.com slash a load of BS is the website where you can support us and get access to exclusive shows like me and Jim's show FAQ where we talk about our favorite rides and the history behind them we're actually about to record an episode after this and I, I'll be honest I've already forgotten what we're fucking covering the map it's the map it vision 4D experience. Muppet Vision. So make sure to subscribe to Patreon to hear us talk about Muppet Vision. And until next time, remember to follow Jim and me on Twitter at OpAtShow. That is spelled O-P-P-A-T-T-S-H-O-W. Are you down with O-P-P?